Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, episode six already, with me, medium Hannah McIntyre. Hello everybody, how are you? Uh, Sorry it's been a little while, I've just been incredibly, incredibly busy doing really exciting things like learning how to use new accounting software and other practicalities that you need when you have a business. So today what I wanted to do was take some time to answer some of the listener questions that I've had sent in. I mean there's so many things that I want to talk to you all about, it's really hard to Uh, work out where to prioritise and where not to. So if you've sent me in a question, it's taken me a while to get back to you. I do apologise. It's not that I haven't seen you. It's just that I've been working through lots of different stuff. Okie dokie. So we are going to start with the oldest question, um, which came in from Cece. And Cece's got a couple of questions outstanding with me. So we will answer them both today for you, Cece. 
So the first thing is, she says, you mentioned you have been working with spirit for around 10 years. When you first began your journey, how did those around you, in particular your family, respond? And this is an interesting one because I don't come from a long line of mediums. My family are not psychics. Um, and so at the beginning, for me, certainly my journey was very private. Um, I didn't for a long time feel ready to expose that side of myself to anybody else. And I think that was a real gift for me because I just got to explore it for myself. I got to uh, integrate the lessons and the learnings. I got to play with spirit without any expectation or anybody else's stuff coming into it. So for quite a long time, um, I just sort of kept it on the down low. Now, obviously, my husband knew that I was attending a weekly spiritual development circle, but I don't think he really knew what I was up to. And I've always had this wonderful relationship with Alex where we both just let each other do whatever we want to. Um, and I think that's really important. You know, we both have a real aspect of freedom because we know that we love each other and we know that um, the other one respects the other. So we just kind of let each other get on with it. So he kind of just let me get on with it. And I had this lovely couple of years where it was pretty much for me and it was about my journey and my evolution and then it happened very naturally actually I don't remember it being a conscious decision but as I learnt more and understood more of course you start to change and then what happened with me was I changed so much it's a bit like you don't even realize that you're completely different to those around you until you drop some sort of weird spiritual clangor or say something weird and everybody just looks at you and goes oh and that's pretty much how I remember it being not that my family and friends were not supportive just that they didn't really get it so um I wouldn't say there was massive reactions but then it's not like you know you don't come out of the spiritual closets uh going hey look at me I'm a medium you you know, you start talking about spirit, you start talking about messages you've received, information, you start telling people about experiences that you've had. And, you know, it just evolves naturally, or that's at least how it did for me. Um, you know, my family are all very, very supportive. I think it's taken them a little while to get their head around it. Um, I know that my uncle asked my mum if I really believed in what I was what I do because I think he's a non-believer and so to them they couldn't quite get their heads around that I really do believe in the spirit world that I really do believe in God that I really do believe in angels you know I'm not saying this to people because I want to sell to them that is my truth that is what I believe so they're still adjusting to it sometimes um you know and trying to pick their way through it but generally speaking, um, they're supportive. You know, my son is a complete non-believer, doesn't believe in God, doesn't believe in anything. I mean, he's only 14. Um, he'll probably end up being a medium with that kind of attitude, but we'll see. And um, he doesn't believe in it at all. And that's fine because I don't push it on him. And 
I feel very strongly about that. You know, you don't have to believe what I believe. My work is not about forcing spirituality down people's throats until they acquiesce to my way of believing. And I think that's really important. It's just about me speaking my truth and feeling safe to speak my truth. But also within that, I allow others what I would like for myself, which is to be allowed to believe what I believe. So that's kind of where I'm at. And it is one of those things. I think lots of people, they go on the spiritual journey and it, it I mean, it's so eye opening. It's so life changing. It's so profound. But then they start trying to ram it down people's throats who aren't quite ready. And you can actually put people off. I think about my journey when I look back, there were loads of times and experiences and things that happened to me, but I didn't realise it was spirit. And I'm quite glad for that because it just gave me a gentle awakening into it. And I can reflect back on that time with wonder how we didn't pick up on what was happening, but also accepting that that's just right for me. It was never forced upon me. And I can remember when I first started sitting in a circle, I was really comfortable with the idea of ghosts and spirits. But as soon as anybody talked about angels, because that had a connection to the church for me, I would screw my face up like I was smelling a bad smell and sort of shut my energy down, not interested in that, don't want to get involved in that. And now I'm an angelic Reiki master teacher and I work with the angels all the time, but I know that they aren't judging me. They just knew I wasn't ready and I had to find my own way to them. They didn't force themselves on me. They let me arrive in my own time. And I think that's really important. My husband, um, bless him. I wouldn't say he's a believer. Uh, I would say that over time, with the stories that I've told and the things that have happened in the house, I mean, we've had lights turning on and off, TV turning on and off, things moving. Um, he no longer denies it. He isn't fully comfortable with it. It's not his thing. And that's fine. You know what? He's a financial advisor. And when he talks about pensions, it's not my thing. So we are a good we are a good mix because we each have our own things. And he always lets me do what I want. He always lets me go on all the courses I want to go on and, you know, take time away from the family and things like that. He's very, very supportive. You know, he understands that for me, this is my complete passion. It, it's everything to me. Um, and so he does let me explore that as much as I want to and as much as I need to. Very, very supportive, but it's still not his cup of tea. And, you know, he did say to me once, enough with the orb videos. I've seen enough orbs now. It's a light moving around. Please don't show me anymore. So uh, yeah, you have to let people get there under their own steam. So I hope that makes sense. One of the things that was said to me on a shamanic course I did a little while ago, uh, which really stuck with me, was that denying who you are is very damaging to your energy. So since I did that, I do always tell people now that I'm a medium. Whereas before I used to sort of mumble something about being a Reiki healer and not really go into it because I was too afraid of people's reactions. And I think it's been a real uh, rising of power within me when I started to say, I'm a medium and letting people have whatever reaction they want to have to that. Sometimes it's positive, most of the time it's positive. 
Most people have a story that they've held on to that they want to share, but sometimes you do get negative reactions and that's that. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable enough with myself and my work and my beliefs and the lessons that I've integrated to no longer feel like I need to apologize. I am who I am, I do what I do. So uh, yeah, I hope that answers your question, Cece. I know that some people are very restricted by their families and it's something I'm very aware of. You know, sometimes when we do courses and things like that, people do, do not want to be mentioned that they were on the course. They won't comment on my posts on Facebook purely because they don't want their relatives to know. And uh, that's really sad for them and they will have to find their own journeys within it. But again, I want to say, you know, don't get caught up in that. I must bring everyone in with me. It's not a cult, um, you know, and I think so often we think that part of our, our work is to bring people into the light and it's not. Our work is to be the light and allow that light to fall on people, however it may. And when it does, they'll react however they need to react, but it's not our job to, to seed it in them, it's our job just to shine. And that will have an impact on them however it has an impact on them. So that's that's my take on it. You know, and I, I know that my family have been on a journey with me as I've developed and talked to them more and more about what I do and what I've seen. You know, it started them on their own journeys of questioning and, uh, understanding and where they're at and that's fantastic but it, it's not I haven't felt compelled to bring it to them it's just that actually when 95% of your day is working with the spirit world you you realize that you can't actually talk about anything else um, because I, I just can't I used to try and keep it in a box and now I've broken out the box and I can't even remember how to fit back in it and sometimes I have conversations with people that are pure small talk and I feel like I'm being really robotic and weird because I want you know I want to ask them how they feel I want to ask what's going on with them I want to ask what they're opening up to what their potentials are what their hopes are and you have to say hello how are you yeah I'm good how are you How's work? Good. Yes. Terrible weather, isn't it? Yep. Okay, then. Thanks very much. Bye. And I just find that really wooden now. It's sort of completely flipped. Okay, great. So I hope that helps, Cece, for your first question. I know you've got another one. Okay. Cherie Hughes has also emailed in and she wants to know, where do people start with their journey? Um, is there a process that should be followed? Okay, so no, there isn't. And what I would say to anybody that wants to sort of start working with spirit is one of the things that I love about spirituality is it's so big. There's so many different ways you can work with energy and healing and the spirit world and angels, ascended masters, crystals. There's so much that it almost feels overwhelming. And what I would say to you is, you need to do the things that light you up, the things that excite you, the things that fill you with a sense of wonder. And that's the number one rule for me for all spiritual development in my journey. All the courses that I've done where I was so excited, there was this urgency, I've got to book it now, I've got to do it, I need to be a part of that, I have to be a part of it, 
have been the best courses and the ones where my brain's got involved and I've looked at them and gone, oh, I really should do that because I have a gap in my knowledge. They've been the ones that have not been as fulfilling for me. So definitely it's about trusting your instincts, trusting your gut. Um, you can join a development circle and what a circle is, is it's a group of people who get together with the purpose of strengthening their connection to spirit. And the way that my guides showed it to me is that when you sit in a circle with other people, you're more than the sum of your parts. So if you think of us like batteries, if you put four AA batteries together, they would have more power than four individual AA batteries, but also more than four times AA batteries. It kind of magnifies. And that's what I think sitting in a circle does. It's not only about the dedicated effort and the dedicated practice of connecting to the spirit world, but it is also about the fact that you get bigger feelings, bigger energy, stronger connection in that space because your battery is ramped up by the support of others. Now, circles are a funny thing. As somebody that used to teach five circles a week, I can tell you that not everybody that wants to sit in a spiritual development circle is what I would call spiritual. Um, spirituality attracts lots of different types of energies and not every circle will be the right circle for you. And so if you, when we can get out again, find that you are in a group and that group just doesn't resonate with you and you're not looking forward to working with them and you're not excited about it, it's not the group for you. And sometimes you have to kiss a few frogs before you find your prince. And that's okay. Not every teacher will be the teacher for you. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Um, some people want a more formal teacher and that's absolutely fine. I completely understand that, you know. So you've got to find what works for you. I'd also be remiss if I didn't mention at this point that I have an online um, beginners course, which you can do, which was given to me by the spirit world. It was a download, downloaded in stages uh, from my team of guides. So I'm very, very proud of it. And that is an online one-on-one -on -one course that gives you the foundational knowledge for opening up to the spirit world with angels, ancestors, uh, crystals, oracle cards, everything like that. It gives you that basic knowledge so that when you want to and you're ready, if you move into a group, you've at least got the foundational knowledge. You're not starting from complete scratch. Because one of the things that I find is that people get nervous joining a group. So it's not only the fact that you've got to work with a group of strangers and, and you know, find your place in that group and feel comfortable, but also if you don't know anything about it, don't know anything about mediumship, don't know anything about spirituality, it can be a little overwhelming. And I think that holds lots of people back. And you can find that, just so you know, on my uh, website, www.readingsandreiki.co.uk, under the Learn section. Um, there's details of the course on there. So there's no particular process, Cherie. There's, um, I would do what suits you. Now, there's loads of amazing books out there. And I, when I first started, I really liked Ask Your Guides by Sonia Choquette. I hope that's how you say her surname. Um, that was such an eye opener for me about working with spirit guides and connecting to that energy it was a fantastic book for me. 
I really like uh, Denise Lin's Sacred Traveller Oracle cards for beginners and for me, uh, as I am now. I think they are just beautiful cards. And one of the things that I say in the online course, which is really important to me, is don't read the book that comes with uh, the Oracle cards. Just allow spirit to show you the meaning of the messages on the cards. And I think those sacred traveler ones are really good because they've got just a little bit of information for you to direct your expectancy to be able to receive from spirit. But um, overall, they, they are just beautiful, lovely messages, really, really great cards to work with and open up your energy. So I got mine from Amazon. I didn't get mine from some posh spiritual place. And the thing for me is, you know, regularity, practice. So pull yourself a card a day and don't expect to blow your mind in the first week or even the first month. But keep practicing and more and more information will come with you. And the other thing that I think is most important for everybody on the spiritual journey, absolutely everybody, is to create a space as often as you can to just connect to spirit. If you think of working with spirit like a muscle that needs to build, it's about just sitting with them and allowing them to step forward and strengthen that connection. Not with expectation, not with need, not with demand or command, just to allow them to step in and be with you. That is the basis of all good spirit work, because if you're confident in that connection, when it comes to a stage where you need to do readings for people, you, you know that you can connect to them. You know what it feels like when they come in. You know that they are there. So that's how I started. Um, I started in a circle, but I was connecting and I still try. I'm not, as, I'm not as dedicated to it as I should be. And I'm aware that that's something they want me to work on at the moment in just sitting with spirit and surrendering, not, not needing anything, um, just being with them. So that's really important as well you know and there's loads of guided meditations you can do and books you can read and you'll you know you have to go with your gut and what excites you and what lights you up and that will not steer you wrong okay I hope that answers your question let's have a look okay so Cece again uh, after listening to your podcast today i have a question about predicting the future i agree that a good medium won't tell you what is going to happen but does that mean that they don't ever see what could happen i ask because since i was a child i've had dreams that happen to occur in my waking life i have found family secrets out through dreams have connected with family and spirit seen deaths births and been given vital information is this just another way for spirit to connect with us or is it things i've picked up in my subconscious mind that are surfacing in my dream state Bit of both, maybe, but that doesn't mean that you're not connecting with spirit. And I, I would believe that you are. Now, what I believe is when you go to see a medium in that moment, you are they are looking at your energy and they are connecting to the potentials. And that's why I say that we can't tell the future because people really want to be disempowered people really want mediums to just tell them every single thing they should do and that's not how it works and the spirit world would never let us work in a way that resulted in people 
giving up their control and giving up their free will and feeling like it's this preordained path that they must tread. So that's what I mean by not telling the, seeing the future. But of course, there have been moments in my journey where I have seen things for people that I know are set in stone. Um, births and deaths are particularly good ones for that. I mean, birth is always a funny one. I get a lot of people that come to me that want um, to be told if they're going to be able to have a baby or not. And nine times out of 10, the message that would accompany that, we're not, I mean, legally, I'm not allowed to talk about pregnancy or health issues, but the message that accompanies that is, well, you, you know, you need to heal. And you know that if you need to heal and you're ignoring your healing and you're not loving yourself and you're not looking after yourself and you're not dealing with the things that you need to deal with and you are hiding from half of yourself, then you know that that's not a great space for a, a baby to grow in, for a seed to grow. So um, nine times out of 10, that kind of message is there's hope there, there's potential for you, but you've got to do the work to make your make yourself compatible with carrying life. And I know that doesn't always work that way, but that's the way that nine times out of 10, when people come to talk to me, that's the way it unfolds. So I do believe that you would have picked things up psychically from people's energy um, that would have told you that things were about to happen or that people had secrets. Um, I don't think the spirit world share people's secrets. I think they're very when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss respectful of uh the complicated mess that is humans and what's you know what's right to share so sometimes as a psychic you can pick things up that you might not necessarily pick up from the spirit world because they will be respecting that person's privacy and you know you can never go to a medium for a reading to know what's happening with somebody else like will my ex come back or are they thinking of me because that's your ex's energy and they haven't agreed to be read so as a medium I'm, I'm not I would never do that that's completely wrong to go sniffing around in somebody's energy who hasn't hasn't agreed to it so you know but we do pick up things without meaning to as we walk around our world as we connect to people and talk to people and so I think that's partly you processing that energy CC and of course sometimes you will be right and also I do believe that our loved ones in spirit draw close when we are asleep um, because we are out of the way our questioning, conscious, needy mind is silenced when we sleep, which means 
that our loved ones who are always around us all the time can communicate with our souls. So that's, I think, when we dream about loved ones in spirit is, is them stepping forward to be with us. And it's easier. And funnily enough, I just watched The Sixth Sense with my daughter this week. It reminded me why I have always loved this. I think it must have been instrumental in setting me on my path um, because I wanted to help people. I wanted to help people who were living and I wanted to help people in the spirit world. But of course, in that, you know, um, somebody talks to somebody who is asleep. I don't want to give spoilers away for anyone who hasn't watched it. And, you know, that is really, really um, how I believe it works. We can surrender more when we are asleep. So, um, yes, sometimes you do get impressions of things that are going to happen. So you might get an impression that somebody's going to be promoted at work, for example. And you could say, I can see change, positive change coming up in your future. But if that person, that sitter, then decides that they are the big Billy bollocks of the world and they are now going to go into work like oh yeah I'm going to get promoted because I'm amazing and spirit told me so and their boss feels that energy from them and goes oh I thought they were completely different but actually they are they're like that I, I don't want to promote them anymore <laughs> then it won't unfold the same way does that make sense so it's all about potentials in that moment when you're reading somebody's energy and of course, it's up to them, the steps that they take to create that and feed that potential or starve it, depending on what they want and what they decide to do. So it's not a future that's set in stone. It's a future that changes on a, on a breath, just like sliding doors. I'm full of films today, aren't I? But that's, you know, that's how I believe it works. I hope that makes sense. I hope that... Um, answers your question Cece I've forgotten how I started now I feel like I've been talking for so long okay Cat Beaver sent me a message saying uh, do you recommend any forums for people interested in mediumship or beginners no <laughs> that's the, the the straightest answer I can give you because the problem is every medium has their own set of beliefs Every medium has their own way that they believe we should work. Every medium should be, if they're a good medium, on a journey. They shouldn't be thinking they know it all. They should be trying to open up more and more and learn more and more. And so um, I can only talk about my groups and my teaching. And to be honest with you, I just haven't had time nor the inclination to go into other mediums groups and work out if their views and beliefs are in alignment with mine. And um, that's <clears throat> probably not very helpful, but that's the best I can say. You know, it's really interesting to me. In the summer, I was sent some screenshots by um, some people who followed my page from um, some other well-known mediums and this was many other well-known mediums much more famous mediums than me and um, they were doing things like texting people and saying i've got a man in the spirit world here is it dad is it granddad call my team of psychics to find out now and that was just the most horrifying thing oh it's just horrendous and it really upset me and I did a big post about it and the reason why it upsets me so much is that's not how mediumship works 
you know mediumship is a three-way street you have the person in the spirit world who wants to make contact you have the medium but you also have the sitter the person who's looking for the connection and without those three things you're not working in a space where you're connecting properly so i don't believe that spirit come in they certainly never have with me and tap me on the shoulder and tell me it's time to do a mail shot to my mailing list and tell them and the other thing with that is imagine if you're a mum whose son has sadly died and you get that text and it tells you there's a man in spirit waiting and you ring that premium rate call center and he's not there because that medium that well it, it was a it was a junk mail text it did wasn't real it was sent to thousands and thousands of people and of course that medium on the line can't get hold of your son because he hadn't stepped forward um you know can you imagine what it would be like you'd think you'd missed them you think you'd got it wrong you'd think if you'd just called a little bit sooner that they'd be there waiting for you you'd think that you maybe let them down because you weren't there it's just horrendous a horrendous practice and it really opened up my eyes because i'm a bit of a I don't, naive, I guess, is the world. And, you know, the spirit world has been so amazing to me and so loving to me. And to realise that there were other mediums out there that aren't working in what I would call love and aren't working with integrity was a real shock. <laughs> and I guess it's obvious, but it wasn't obvious to me. And I was so surprised I had to really integrate that. So as a result, I don't know. I don't know what other forums are like. I don't know... Um, what what's being said the right way i know that there's lots of bad teaching out there and i know that there's lots of good teaching out there and i guess the best way i can describe it to you is you've got to just work out what resonates with you but always be questioning always i mean that's how i learned i remember asking spirit if i questioned too much and i needed to surrender more and they just said no this is how you learn keep questioning keep questioning and I always have, and I've always sat with my spirit guides and just said, explain this to me. And is this right? And what do I need to do about that? So that I could work out what I wanted to incorporate into my practice and what I wanted to discard, what resonated with me and what felt untrue to me, what needed exploration. And, uh, you know, if you've been listening to all these podcasts, you'll know that, you know, sometimes I sit with things for two years to work out where I'm at with them and what it makes sense to me. And I allow it to unfold, you know, that's the key. So there's lots of information out there and you have to find what feels right to you. And like I said earlier, uh, you have to find the teachers that resonate with you. And that's the most important thing. Okay, right. Aaron Edwards, this is, I mean, you're going to be impressed with this, Aaron, because you messaged me an hour ago. And it just so happened that that's what I was working through today. So, you know, it's all ordained, isn't it? Okay. You wanted to say, hi, Hannah, I hope this finds you well. I've never emailed into a show before. So this is really weird. Yeah, I know. You're welcome. I've never received emails like this before, but I love it, Aaron. So I'm really glad that you have. Um, I'm really glad that you're enjoying the podcast. Okay, so you found out you were capable of mediumship back in October after a spiritual awakening and a reading with a medium who's become your mentor. Mentor, Fantastic. 
Um, I'm part of a development circle and I don't have any problem reading people, objects or artwork. It comes to me mostly clairvoyantly. Um, for those of you who don't know what that means, that means seeing seeing the information in your mind's eye and I'm very rarely wrong or incorrect. I should be a 100% believer but sadly I'm not. I'm just wondering if you had any tips or tricks for novice medium listen listeners like myself who might be a bit sceptical or doubt themselves. Did you always believe 100% that you were talking to the deceased? Did you have a weird sceptical stage where you didn't know what was going on? I always want to believe I'm contacting spirits, but I doubt myself and worry I'm just amazing at guessing or somehow just reading the other person's mind, as daft as that sounds. Okay, it feels weird to be a sceptical medium. Um, yeah, it does, but I'm a sceptical medium too, Aaron. We should get badges. Um, I think that's the right way. I have to say, the best mediums I've ever seen have been sceptical mediums, and the ones that are gung-ho and just think they've got it and never try they always feel a little bit hollow to me actually so yes I have often doubted that I was really talking to somebody and I still do and these are the things that I would like to say to you about this spirit are really subtle I think that we think that when spirits step forward and really step forward, we'll be able to feel them. There'll be some sort of big shift in the energy and we'll go, ooh, somebody's here. And that has happened to me a couple of times. But the only time that's actually happened is when I've not been seeking spirit, but when spirit have wanted me to give a message. So like uh, things I've talked about in previous podcasts with my first ever message, I felt her. But generally speaking, when I'm reading for somebody, it doesn't feel like there's anyone there. It feels like I could be making it up. And I often feel, have that sort of rising of nerves within me where I go, oh my God, what the hell is this? And then I just have to go with it. And I would like to tell you that that had gone, but it hasn't. After 10 years, it's still there. I would like to tell you um, that it doesn't affect me anymore, but it does. I just have to sort of breathe through it and trust. And I'm, I guess, you know, just keep practicing, Aaron. Keep going for it because that will really um, give you a confidence in it that, you know, the only reason why I'm able to do it is because I just go, well, I was right last time. So chances are I'm going to be right this time. And as you move on your journey, you know, spirit will test that um within you I I know that I've had I had someone come for a reading with me once and um I said to her, I've got your granddad here and I could tell what football team he supported and I could talk about his personality and she just said no to everything and I said I'm so sorry you know I don't know what's happening here because he's so clear to me and she said well I never met my granddad so I don't know if you're right or wrong and that didn't mean it was no it just meant she hadn't met him and it took her a long time to message me back and say, I've checked with my mum and everything you said was right. That was my granddad. So as you move with um, spirit and you grow with spirit, it's not all handed to you on a plate. They will test your resilience. They will test your trust to just say what you're seeing, even when you're getting no's. You know, you have to get no's. You have to check. You have to go back. Um, but yeah, it's... It's definitely about growing that communication and that strength and trust in yourself. Somebody once said to me, you don't trust the spirit world. And I was horrified and I went and meditated on it and connected to my guides. And they helped me to see that it wasn't that I don't trust spirit. It's that I didn't trust my ability to hear spirit. I had no problem in believing that spirit was around. 
just in my ability to be able to pick up on that information. And I think also working psychically, so energy to energy, so all that stuff that you're good at, reading people's energy, is a great foundation for your mediumship. But it will also, it's always, I think, slightly easier because it's easier to interpret. And sometimes when we work psychically, it's easier to be a bit fluffier. So what I would say is this, you know, when you work psychically with somebody, you can say things like, I know you're worried about somebody that's close to you. Um, and that's often as far as people go with psychic. And I've been working with one of my teachers actually on trying to expand my um, psychic to being more specific because that's kind of where we leave it. But when we work with a loved one in spirit, we say, I know they had this many children or, you know, it's you, you try to be more evidential in mediumship, but actually we need to try and be more evidential in all of it, psychic and mediumship. So, and that of course does press buttons. It does make you nervous. It does feel, there's a vulnerability that you need to have with mediumship to be a good medium. And that's so important to doing a good job and wanting to do a good job and all of those things. So it sounds to me like you're in the right place. It's good to be a bit skeptical. It's good because I'm skeptical and it's, it's it does, there does reach a point where it can become damaging. So don't allow it to become damaging, but it's good to push your limits. It's good to try a bit harder. It's good to want to get that piece of evidence that you couldn't possibly know. Because when you get a piece of evidence you couldn't possibly know, that's how you know that you're connected to spirit. And I've had lots of different moments like that. Of course, being me, I only ever focus on the bits I got not quite as good as I'd have liked. But I can remember doing a live and all of a sudden, this dad showed me the JCB logo. And I remember saying it and going like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, JCB, JCB logo, I don't know why, I think I'm seeing diggers. And she just sold his JCB farming equipment. So it was so specific. But as I was giving it, I was thinking it was rubbish. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think we all have to be, we are a little sceptical and that's good because it will push you forward and it will light the fire under you for more. Um, the other thing I would suggest, I don't know how open your uh, development group are to suggestions, but doing blind readings is also a great way of working both psychically and mediumistically. So you don't know who you're reading for, because then you don't know whether you're getting it because you can look at their expression and you can see whether they like it or whether it's because you know them a bit or you can, you know, it just takes out all of that, uh, control all of that worry about your brain just helps you to to work and work completely in the dark and in that there's a kind of freedom so i would suggest that if you haven't tried that because that's always really good it's a big button presser though okay i hope that helps aaron i hope that makes sense okay my one other thing that i want to talk about is just because i get messaged it probably five times a week and that is how long after passing can you go for a reading to hear from somebody? Now, to the spirit world, there is no time. Time is a human construct, and I think I've talked about this before. So, because there is no time, there is no time that they need to be healed to come back. 
And I think that's really important. So what it is, and forgive me if I've mentioned this before, but I've again had like five messages to this over the weekend, <laughs> is that your loved ones in spirit are fine. Your loved ones in spirit have moved to the spirit world, which is the land of light and love. They have gone back to spirit. So they're fully healed, fully whole. And they're, you know, working through what life was like on earth for them and what they needed to learn. But they've worked through that instantly because there is no time. And when we want to go for a reading with a medium to connect to a loved one in spirit, it's actually who we are ready to hear from. It's who we are able to communicate with. And that's really, really important to understand because lots of mediums, I think, are afraid of saying this. So they always say, well, they need so many weeks in the spirit world and stuff like this. But time doesn't exist over there. So they don't need any weeks over there. It's just whether we're ready to hear from them. And the spirit world are really, really clever. And so they know if they come through, it's going to it could cause damage. It could cause upset. So really, you have to look at yourself and whether you're in a place where you're ready to have a reading. And part of that will be if you're ready to hear from whoever the spirit world brings through, not just somebody specific. Because if you really only want to hear from one particular person, then you're not quite ready for a reading. Because sometimes that one particular person knows that if they come through to you it's going to push back your healing or it's going to open up a wound that you don't need opening right now or you've not quite dealt with the fact that they've gone and so it, it's really really hard but I think a lot of mediums say you have to wait for your loved ones and spirit to be ready I don't think that they are the problem I think it's us and I understand that that's difficult and painful but I also think that that is the right way if that makes sense so that's why we always say we can't guarantee who will come through to you because we have to trust in the spirit world that the right people will come through um now i do allow people when they book to me with me to request uh, for their second reading i do two spirit links and i do allow them to request somebody if there's someone in particular but through the booking process they will have been told I can't guarantee that I can get them in and that's you know they should be fully aligned with that before they book with me because I know that people want to hear from people but it doesn't mean that they will and I've had you know lots of experiences like this where people just aren't ready they just you know you get somebody through for them and you just know that it's not who they wanted to hear from and they're almost rude to the spirit that's come in because they don't want to hear from them. And it's so, so sad. You know, I understand, you know, if if your child has passed or someone who was really, really close to you, perhaps don't want to hear from your grandmother. But if you just allow and you sit in a space where you can just receive that evidence, you know, whether you hear from the person you want to hear from or not, it's still evidence that um, the spirit world is there and evidence of uh, the continued existence of the human spirit. So that should bring you some comfort within that. I hope she won't mind me mentioning, but somebody I know who sits in one of my circles, her husband passed into the spirit world and it was just horrendous. She was so young to lose her husband. And she sat with me in a development circle, having readings, coming to all of my demonstrations for years and he never came through. 
Um, and, you know, I can remember a distinct moment when I got a work colleague of hers through in a demonstration. And she was so receptive and joyful. I mean, I'm sure in the darkest moment she was fed up and wondering why he wasn't coming. But she was so able to receive messages from other people, even ones where there was no real big emotional, real big pull, just evidence that they were around her. That, you know, she went on such a journey with that. And it was so amazing. And when he was eventually able to come through to her, he said, you weren't ready. And I've just been waiting for you to tell me you're ready. Um, and it was so amazing, such an amazing reading when he did come through. And then since then, I think he has come through a couple of times because he just needed, needed her to be in a space where she could be glad to hear from him. And it wasn't so, so raw and so damaging to her energy. So there. Right, well, that's uh, listeners' questions done. I've rambled on for 44 minutes, everybody. Uh, if you have a question, please do email podcast at hannahmedium.co.uk. That's podcast at hannahmedium.co.uk. And I will get round to answering them as soon as I can. Um, but I've really enjoyed it. I've, I've loved having people's questions. I love them. So be weird like Aaron and uh, drop those emails in because I love it. It gives me some direction on what people want to hear and what you want to talk about. So thanks very much as always, guys, and I'll catch up with you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.